When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Big Sunday win for the Guardians. It is a Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Sunday edition, Matt and Todd with you, waiting for nextyear.com and the Evergreen Podcast and Network. A little day early, Todd, on the recording following a nice win. one nothing over the Astros this afternoon, splitting the four-game series with, you could say, arguably the best team in the game. Kind of a significant day for us. Our dad would have been 80 years old today uh, if he was still here. This was his birthday, and I have a, a just a weird feeling that somehow, some way, uh, he had the he had he had the uh, the Peacock Network uh, uh, wherever he was today. You know, <laughs> uh, I have no doubt. I mean, they. I, I wish I would have. Uh, you know, I don't bet baseball, but were they really going to lose on his 80th birthday? Were they really going to? I mean, no one loved this team more than he did, and he's the reason why we love the game of baseball. You know, you and I grew up going to games with him and sitting in our own section in the upper deck when no one else was there at the old Cleveland Municipal Stadium. And, and uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a big portion of our uh, listenership was never even alive to see a game in that park. But you and I certainly did and you know, have great memories of sitting with dad in that park and in, in that upper deck and uh, watching bad baseball teams. But you know what? <laughs> it's got us, it got us here today. And yes, and, uh, and and yeah, and I'm just glad they won today in his honor. No doubt. And I was thinking about him a lot today, especially. Actually, it's funny, you know, when they hit into a double play or or you know, actually today was a pretty clean. Today was a pretty clean game. There wouldn't have been any spaz attacks or screaming at the TV. I don't think <laughs> today it wouldn't have been too bad. But uh, man, what what an outing from Tristan McKenzie. We're going to get into that trade deadline was this week. A, a stunning move with Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, Zach Miles wrote a piece this morning in The Athletic about it, which I'm not going to say left out some things, but there's certainly some more questions that still need to be answered, probably by the front office. It's just this free fall is bizarre. But uh, look, to split with the Astros after the deadline where they did nothing, and I talked about it on the fans when I filled in Saturday morning on 92.3 that I was a little bit disappointed. Um, but to be where they are right now, sitting at 56 and 52, and pending what happens with the Twins today, could be one game back. Uh, they're still in this thing, as crazy as this is. And uh, boy, are they really playing the kids? They are. I mean, this is like rookie city out here. I mean, you look at the roster now. Well, here, I, I, it's kind of all intertwined with the sending down of Ron Mio Reyes, which happened first. They basically just sent him to the minors. And, you know, obviously, you know, we get the news Saturday before the game that he's DFA'd, but. When you take him off the roster, and, and you and I have been talking about this for weeks with him being the black hole, we saw the uh, – this week we saw the uh, call-up of Tyler Freeman, who's another one of these you know, middle infield, shortstop guys, high contact, 
they're very high on. We saw him get the call up. We saw Will Benson get the call up right after you and I recorded the pod last Monday. And we were kind of prescient in that. But now you look up, and it is going to be a rotating cast of characters. I mean, you saw it all weekend. Basically, all week, should I say. Freeman played three straight games, one at second, one at short, and one at third. And they moved Ahmed one day to DH. They moved J-Ram one day to DH. And then they gave uh, Andre Semenez uh, a day off his feet. You know, Owen Miller played first base. Josh Naylor played first base. Uh, Will Benson got a start in center field. Uh, you know, Oscar Gonzalez is back. He and Nolan Jones have, have kind of been platooning a, a little bit. But then they, you know, you're, you're seeing them both in the lineup on, on Sunday. You now have all of these interchangeable parts, all of these kids that had been so good in, in Akron and Columbus uh, have risen pretty quickly, and they decided that they were going to, you know, it, despite the fact that they were one game out, um, they were going to see what they had and, and play the rest of the way with these kids. And uh, am I thrilled about the fact that they didn't make any moves whatsoever? No, I'm not. But it's very it's fun to see what these kids are going to give us i mean you know i don't think any of us had will benson being up here right now but he he deserved it he worked his ass off and had an unbelievable season in in columbus and made his way here and let's see it it's just it's up to tito now who has to make sure that all of these guys are getting it back the one benson it's nearly it's nearly impossible it's nearly and and i'm with you and and that's why reyes had to go by the way Part, partly, yes. I also think that his days were numbered, and we could kind of see it. There were games that he was benched. Um, Terry Pluto's written about it. Zach talked about it in his piece. You and I have heard rumblings about stuff off the field. And, and remember, I think he missed some games. Was it last year? He was gone for personal reasons. Um, then there was uh, uh, you know, showing up, and, and Zach pointed it out in his piece. Showed up when, when the lockout ended, and he wasn't ready. He hadn't seen any live pitching and hadn't done any work and was out of shape. I mean, they had told him specifically, we want you to play some games in right field, so get in better shape. And he's like, I got you. And then he showed up and they went, what? Plus he wasn't hitting. You know, his his whiff rate is ridiculous. And it was time. But to send him down to Columbus and then just days later, DFA him. I mean, that's crazy. He's just... there ha- Yeah, there has to be more to the story. Oh, than yeah, that because has he to accepted, be. He's 27. He he accepted the demotion and he was playing down there, for, you know, two or three days. And I saw like one of the games, they had a walk-off win and he was out there celebrating with the guys. And, you know, he, you know, he always has a smile on his face. So, you, you know, it, it's just, there's got to be more to the story than that, than, than just they had it. I mean, I saw, I saw this quote from Tito um, before the game, basically when they asked him, you know, if, if, you know, he's, he was so he was so overweight. Would they let him kind of, in the last two seasons, and would they let him kind of play through it this year? And, he, and his quote was, I would say yes, but there's an exception. Sometimes when you see different, when you see different like body-wise, you see things different, and you're not sure what he's going to do with it. So there's some hesitancy there when you see things like that. So I think that they're using the body as an excuse for his bad play, but you know, he was a non-tender. He, he, he was playing himself into a non-tender situation in this off season. So I think that just decided he's not going to be part of our future. We need to, we need 40 man slots now. That's right. Executive producer. I mentioned the 40 man. There you go. And so they were just like, let's just, you know, 
you know, let's cut bait now, and 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 that's it. I mean, here, it's 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 sad. You, I, I don't remember who tweeted this, but on opening day, batting fourth and DH was Romeo Reyes, who they DFA'd Saturday, and batting fifth and playing first base was Bobby Bradley, who they flat out decided to release from Columbus. Yeah. So I and he was he was really struggling down there. So. And, and which is it was it was time it was time yeah. yeah he seems like a great kid and they gave him every opportunity and he he won the first base job um, you know it's kind of funny when he deserved to win the first base job a couple of years <laughs> right. ago he didn't get it with Jake Bowers then he he probably didn't deserve to win it this year got it anyway and struggled up here struggled at Columbus it's just amazing to think that a guy that hit 37 home runs a couple of years ago and 30 home runs last year. Uh, is gone. I mean, this team needs power. They need that right-handed power bat hashtag, and uh, they don't have it anymore. And if Ron Mill Reyes was himself, he'd still be out there. And then Will Benson or somebody else would be in the minors, and you play the best guys when you're in a pennant race. But I think right now this organization looks at it as he was a headache. Um, you know, the the uh, the Instagram posts after a loss of him posting his home runs and an 8-2 loss, I don't know if that rubbed the organization the wrong way. I mean, I guess everybody's on social media, but like, hey, look what I did today. Great, the team got smoked. <laughs> Maybe that had yeah. to had a hand in well, some of this too. But there's there's something we don't know because to just be outright let loose like this when you're 27 and it's a need, which is that that big bat in the middle of the lineup that can hit the ball over the over the fence. That there is something else to it, and it's too bad because he seemed like a pretty good teammate and a guy you could root for, and now he's gone, just gone. It's crazy. It is, but you know what? He was not producing the power that they needed. He was striking out 40% of the time, and he was out of shape. He was clogging up an important spot, and they told him to get into shape and play to play right field, and he didn't. So, uh, you know, again, I think there's more to it, but his, you know, it, if you perform, none of the off-the-field stuff seems to matter, as, as you well know. Uh, but he wasn't performing, so it was time to go. It was, and, you know, the, the inactivity at the deadline, and again, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and also BreakingTea.com, BreakingTea t-shirts at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Get your Guardians gear there. Um, you know, the, the trade deadline thing, and I got into it with some of the callers yesterday on, on, the, on the fan, but I, I just didn't like it. I, 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 to me, I'm not asking uh, the, the Guardians to trade for J.D. Martinez and spend all that money on a, on a rental. We know they're not going to do that. I wasn't asking for, you know, Frankie Montas or anybody like that either. Sean Murphy, I knew they under, I understood they went after him. That was their target, and it didn't happen because the A's probably asked for too much, and I'm sure those talks will continue this offseason. But to not add a reliever, a back-end reliever, a Fulmer, um, um, a, a, a Matt Moore, somebody else for that pen um, was a little bit baffling to me because getting another veteran reliever back there to kind of ease the pain – of a lot of innings being eaten, of having to watch Brian Shaw and Kirk McCarty, that bothered me. And I don't think you. And I think handing over a low-level prospect for one of those guys would have would have probably worked. I don't know why they didn't do it. I, I'm I'm very surprised. Also, you know, you're, you're sending. Listen, there's mixed messages. Number one message they're sending is, we believe in these kids and these. This is what this is what they're saying in the clubhouse, and this is what they're selling to the fan base. We believe in these kids and we didn't want to break up the chemistry and, uh, you know, things are going well. So, um, you know, we didn't want to mess with that. Now, I think that 
the catching position and the bullpen were two spots that you wouldn't mess up the chemistry and you wouldn't be blocking anybody by, by taking on somebody. Um, so I think that would have been, like you said, it wouldn't have cost you that much to get, not that Michael Fulmer is the end all be all, but you know, to get someone like Michael Fulmer, you know, some of that ilk, it wasn't going to cost you much. I mean, so why not? I, I'm not quite sure if, uh, you know, the Sean Murphy thing, you know, Zach had it in his piece on the athletic. And then when he was on with you uh, Saturday on 983, and it, it, the way they made it sound like was they, they were going after Sean Murphy, but yes. the A's were like, we want Gavin Williams or Valera or, um, uh, um, What's the name? Espino. Or Espino. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, and and the and and the the price tag starts there, and we were just like, that's not not negotiable. So we're off that. So uh, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit if they were like, you know what? That's great. I would love Sean Murphy, but Bo Naylor's going to be ready hopefully for next year. You know, we know that we're most likely going to be getting rid of both catchers and going with the Naylor Lavastida combo. And Sean Murphy has three years of club control, so the A's were probably also like, you know what, we can trade him this winter and still get a great haul for him. So they were dug in, you know, the Guardians were dug in, so I get it. But like you said, to me, when you're a game out of first place, and I know they probably look up and they say to themselves, we're not Houston, we're not the Astros, or we're not the Yankees, but, you know, wouldn't it be nice to get you know, some postseason experience and go for it. The, the twi- Listen, I think the Twins are a better team than the Guardians, but you can't tell me that this division is not winnable. It's not like the Twins are that great. We're, we're a game, you know, depending on what happens here, you know, as we record, it'll be a game out of first place here, you know, on, on August 7th, and you literally added nothing to the team while they added, you know, a, a new closer and, and another reliever uh, in front of them. And a starting pitcher. I was and a starting, you know, I, yeah, I, I forgot about Tyler Mayland, but um, but yeah, I, I just I just think that that they, the front office view is we arrived earlier than planned, but it's still I still come back to it, and I know I'm beating a dead horse, but that forty man is going to be needed six, seven, eight guys to be added in this offseason. And yeah, it's easy to subtract both catchers and Brian Shaw and Kirk McCarty, but you're still going to have some tough decisions. Someone's going to have to be traded. A move's going to have to be made. So I would have given one of those non-top-tier guys in a trade to get a bullpen arm that had a couple years of club control or to get uh, you know, uh, uh, some some sort of right. catcher. And, and don't give me this. Well, all the arms didn't have cl- uh, were all rentals. That's not true. Anthony Bass is not a rental. He has a team option next year. Toronto went and got him. Yeah, I understand. Fulmer was. I you know, I don't know if they were interested in any of the other Detroit relievers. I don't know if those conversations ever happened because there's guys there that are decent like Lang and Jimenez and others. Um, you know, Arizona trotted out every relief pitcher on. Monday night, yeah. on Monday night, for us to see. There were there were some guys getting us out. You couldn't have grabbed one of those guys? You know, Joe Mantiply had, had more control. Now, again, maybe they called Mantiply, or maybe they had conversations when Arizona was in town, and Mike Hazen said, yeah, give us Tyler Freeman. And we went, yeah, yeah, right. That's possible. But when Minnesota makes three moves and we make zero, and don't tell me Sandy yeah. Leone for Ian Hamilton is a real trade, because it isn't. All right, Hamilton. But... Um, yeah. Give me a break. I, I would have liked to have seen a veteran arm added to this pen. Currently, Kirk McCarty, Brian Shaw, and Jake Jewell are are in that pen. That that doesn't do it I for didn't, me. 
Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. <laughs> and when they when I saw that they brought Jake Jewell up, I got to be honest, he was not on my radar at all. He was on the Cubs. He was on the Cubs last year, I believe. I I, I wasn't on my radar at all. Speaking <laughs> of the Cubs, I found it I found it very interesting and very telling that Wilson Contreras, who's a free agent at the end of the season, and the Cubs have no designs on keeping, was not traded at the deadline at all. And I think it speaks a lot to he is not a good catcher uh, defensively. Um, I also think he's not a great teammate either. So, uh, but but the fact that the you know one of the probably top three hitting catchers in the game, oh yeah, basically he's a monster. Couldn't have be handed away. I mean, God, I, listen, I can't stand the guy. He takes forever back there. He was every time he used to go, you know, before they had the rule, no one went out to the mound more than he did. But wouldn't have been nice if Wilson Contreras was hitting behind the play. You know, but oh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm assuming they were like, screw it, we don't want to mess with this staff with these young guys, and that's why they didn't go after him. I, it's just very telling to me that you know, well, a team needing it plus anybody needing catching. It, couldn't just hand over something for him, and they were they they held him. And Plus, maybe watch him walk. Maybe Chernanetti knew that Luke Maley would be the hero on Sunday and oh, hit his first home that. home run in three years and draw walks. <laughs> and the mailman, as Rick Manning calls him. Oh, the mailman delivered on Sunday. Hey now, <laughs> that would have been an Underwood line if he would have been doing the game. Oh, lock. <laughs> <laughs> he was Johnny on the spot. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so, yeah, so speak, speaking of, of of Sunday's game, you know, I so I, I of course went Friday night when you know they were down eight to one in the uh, third inning. But how great! Well, let's just talk about the last two pitching performances. To be to lose the way that the Guardians did on Thursday and Friday, just getting completely dominated by uh, Verlander. Um, in particular, Verlander was unbelievable on Thursday. And then they had nothing for Framber Valdez on Friday to come back and get those two pitching performances from Cal Quantrill on Saturday and Tristan McKenzie on Sunday. That was that was some serious balls, and those are two ballsy. Oh, I mean, Cal's Cal's the best. Cal's the best. Yeah, Cal's your guy. I know that, but boy, we have seen such great growth in McKenzie this year. I mean, in in Quantrill and McKenzie, but McKenzie in particular. But, you know, you i got to give it up to Cal. The team needed major length yesterday. The bullpen was taxed after those last, you know, the last two days where you basically got nothing from your starters. Plesak was not good again on Thursday, and they I don't know what they're going to do with him. And, uh, you know, Friday, obviously, you know, didn't go too well either. But to get that kind of length from Quantrill McKenzie was just great. I loved it. Loved it. Cal was uh, just throwing strikes uh, on Saturday night and, you know, gutsy and, and really pitched well. And then the bullpen did the job, obviously. After him, Trevor Stephan looked really good. Class A was a little bit shaky for him 
on Saturday until, of course, today where he was just dominant again. And that slider was nasty. But Quantrill and McKenzie back-to-back, eight scoreless innings. And I know the Astros, and we caught a break. Kyle Tucker's not healthy. Pinch hit today. Altuve sat today. Brantley's been out. So they had some guys. They've had some guys out and injured. But Jordan Alvarez is scary good. Scary good. I mean, every out is a line out with that guy. You can't get, you know, he's just money in the bank. And, and Jeremy Payne is an awesome shortstop. And they have a really good team. I mean, Bregman's no joke. And Altuve's obviously a pain in the ass. The, the, the Boo Birds, every time Altuve gets introduced, is unbelievable. In every stadium. It was loud. In Friday every night, stadium. Every time. They, you know, he was, it was loud Friday night. I mean, they, they, he's real. I didn't. He is so hated by everybody. He, he really is. And you know what else I couldn't stand that I noticed? Anytime he didn't swing at a pitch, he would like duck down a little bit. He always does that. Oh, yeah. Zone. Oh, yeah. It was annoying. It was like a weasel. He's been doing that forever. I take him. I take him on my team, though. Of course, but in all seriousness, to lose basically fifteen to three, you know, Thursday and Friday, and then come back and and holding that ridiculously deep lineup to one run in the next eighteen innings is an incredible turnaround. Damn good. And that's still, you know, I always say run prevention's the key. It is. I mean, our offense is so young and now devoid of any power. And you know, stranded a bunch of runners last night. Could have been a, a, a much bigger margin. And then today, same thing. Uh, you know, Quan did his thing at the top of the lineup, and obviously Maley hit a bomb today. But other than that, it wasn't you know, wasn't great offense. Scored one run. Most times you lose in a game like that. But McKenzie was just so good, and he's just so confident right now. And he was just carving them up, carving them up. It was awesome. I don't know if you saw his post game interview on Peacock after the game. I did not. But- you know, Andre not talks about this all the time, and you've seen him interviewed many times. He just seems like the best kid, like the most likable, just stand-up dude. Like if he doesn't have it, he owns up to it, and if he, ha- you know, and and when he does have it, he's immediately giving credit to his teammates, and he's just. I think he's a really special, special talent and special kid, and it's a real pleasure to watch him. I. I I'm a huge fan of his, and you know, hey, if they get to October, he's starting game two, right? I mean, you're going to me. It's it's a no brainer. One, two, three would be Bieber, McKenzie, and Cal, right? That's, yes, that's what you do. A hundred percent. I don't even think there's any debates. I think you, the, the 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 debate could be if because Bieber's inconsistency would Tristan McKenzie be to get the ball in game one. I mean, that wouldn't happen. I, mean, I don't see that would not happen. Yeah, but I'm just see Tito doing that. That would be more yeah, of a so, debate to me than anything else. Well, I'll tell you another thing: you never know because you know if if they win the division, it's one thing. But if they were to get into the wild card, I mean, and and this goes this goes all the way down to the end of the season. You know, it's not going to be in their hands because they had to take away. A, a, I want to say the playoffs are starting almost either it's either one day or two days after the end of the season because they they're trying to keep it on schedule despite the fact that they had to put some extra games there at the end of the season you know because they started a week late so it, it, i think i think there's one day off before those best three wild card series uh, i think i think you're right i think you're right and and we and and the guardians should they win the division would host a three game series right away cuz it's not like we're catching houston or or the yankees you know those two teams are going to be the you know the the one and two. It's they're on a collision course, obviously. So I don't know. 
Get yourself some gear at BreakingTea.com. I'm very disappointed in our listenership. We said last week, I want to see people go to BreakingTea.com. We want to see people go to BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Go to the Cleveland Collection. Get yourself the new Andres Jimenez shirt, the Intito We Trust shirt, any of the Jose Ramirez stuff, the Josh Naylor shirt. Um, do it at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. We'll take you right to the Cleveland Collection. I've not seen any emails coming in from our friends at Breaking Tea about sales. we got to get that upped. Uh, there's such cool gear there for any team that you like. It's not just the Guardians if you're a Browns fan. Hey, maybe they'll make a trade Kareem Hunt t-shirt. Uh, I saw that bit today. Um, hey, maybe a Jailbird Jimmy t-shirt. Yet? Easy killer. Uh, and uh, <laughs> maybe you're a Cavs fan. Maybe you like the San Diego Padres. I don't know. Maybe you're a giant uh, Buffalo Bills fan. I'm sure there's a Josh Allen shirt for you at BreakingTea.com slash Derry. D-E-R-Y takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Thank you to our friends at uh, Breaking Tea. Uh, the executive producer is where at the Barcelona game? Is that what I'm re- I'm reading on the via text right now? What's what is going on? I'm talking this... about executive producer going abroad. <laughs> That's a big topic. I can't, and you know what stinks for him? It's he's uh, it, it's the uh, he's on his summer break, just like F1 is on its summer break. Right, so here we go with that. He here we go with that. He, he couldn't even get to a race, so there you go. But yeah, he he was he's at some uh, some friendly. I think it's uh, friendly. <laughs> Oh, that's, I, know, I know. I know nothing about soccer. I know more about F one than I know about. Soccer, that's a bigger. So. That's a bigger deal than the uh, Modric Olympics or whatever that is. Moderate. <laughs> Moderate. Excuse me. Same thing. Uh, these are some of your hidden friends that I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man. Oh, let me just tell you, I was in some sort of groove last night with that megaphone. Never give me a megaphone. That's how I'm going to. Oh, that's a big that's... mistake. Big mistake. Oh. Uh, by the way, so we're going to have the pitching matchups in a second. Um, the team is sitting at 56-52. and 52. Nice bounce back. Two wins against the Astros to split the four-game series. Now three in Detroit this week. I'm going out of town, so I'm going to miss uh, this gigantic series. But the last time I went to Comerica Park, they lost all four games. Um, that was a disaster, so hopefully better outcome there. But then later on this week, Todd, the boys travel to Toronto. Toronto. As the people would say, uh, as the Canadians that live there would say, Toronto, who's not going on the trip? That's going to have to be asked eventually, right? Well, I think we all know the answer. One of those people is going to be 99. Number 99. Dude, he's pitching well. When he taunted Altuve last night, that was awesome. Oh, my God, that was great. So let me just say that was hilarious. Listeners of this podcast, my friends, followers of mine on Twitter, know how I feel about 99 personally. I have to admit, even I laughed at that. That was hilarious. Two, like the two hands with the fingers in the air just taunting Altuve. It was hilarious. Yeah, it, it, was, it was very funny, but I will say this. He's pitching well. He's pitching very well, and he's needed, and Tito's got him back there now, pairing with Trevor Steffen. You know, he Steffen pitched the seventh, and he pitched the eighth, and that... Uh, you know that that's uh, that's a new development because this, like you said, they didn't add anybody to the bullpen at the deadline, and Eli Morgan has become very shaky. I mean, he, he he's not pitched well was, lately. No, no long ball he, long ball problems for sure. Yeah, and he listen. I give him a ton of credit because at the beginning of the year he really found that role and he carried he carried the bullpen for a while, but he has come crashing back down to earth, and they needed someone to step in. Uh, you know, in in his place, and it looks like ninety nine has become that person. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and Sam Hedges has pitched well and, and continues to pitch well. 
So what about GLS? I, you know, I'm a big uh, Dilo Santos fan. He, I think the last couple times out, he's given up homers. Um, you know, he remained. You know, he's a good, he's a good swing guy for sure. Yeah, he's fine. You know, you still got, you still got, you know, Shaw, the Shaw thing going on, which is a joke. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, getting back to the topic, which is yeah, who's, who's not going? Who's not going up to Canada? Who will the, not? The who, only thing that you got to be vaccinated to go. So yes, so you know, for for the people that don't know that listen. You know, obviously, Canada, um, they do any team that has unvaccinated players has been, you know, the unvaccinated players have not gone on this trip. So there was a team that was the Royals had 10, ten guys, guys out. Correct. That when they went up, I think I know there's going to be more than one because Chris Antonetti said last night, uh, it was either last night on the broadcast or after the game, someone asked him about it and he said, we're going to have to make some adjustments with the series coming Ooh. up in Toronto. So I'm going to go, I'm going to set the over under at three and a half players. Are you taking the over or the under? Up? I'm going to take the under. I think, I think under. Tito has a, has enough cachet with this group that he's got them pretty much on the same page. But I, I'm, I'm, I believe James Karen is, I mean, may, maybe we're going to be wrong. I don't know, but call him by his proper name, please. Nice <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, but I don't know who else. I yeah, well, yeah, and, and listen, we're not going to speculate about names, but I just think that it's going to be more. I think it's going to be at least three, maybe four. Could be. He said there's going to be there's going to be major, you know, multiple adjustments to the roster. So let's let's see what happens. That, that, that that's another thing, by the way. You know, they DFA'd Fran Meal. If they needed if they needed his bat, they could have brought him up for that series. But obviously. Oh, maybe he's unvaccinated, and they were just like, "Screw it," you know. Maybe you know who knows. Maybe it could be another one of those situations where they're like, "We're going to send you down, but we're going to bring you up for the weekend." And he's like, "I'm not vaccinated," you know. Who knows? I mean, you sure they knew if he was or if he wasn't. But by the way, sad news to see Alex Call uh, DFA'd and then um, picked up by the Nationals. He did all right when he was here. Yeah, he was fine. You know, there, we have so many outfielders at this point that are that are interchangeable. You know. Between Oscar and, and and Nolan Jones and Will Benson and you know and they, they gave him a shot and he was fine and but you know with this forty man roster the way it is someone's got to go and calls twenty seven and you know he's not like a top tier guy so he was DFA I, I hope he does well in, in he'll get, yeah uh, he'll get a chance he'll get a chance in Washington yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll get a chance to play. And by the way, Will Benson, I, I think, is a little bit in over his head. I, I, I think he's having a great year at Columbus. I've watched the at-bats. I don't know if he's ready yet yet to be at the big league level, although it sounds like he's going to stay. But today would have been a day I would have liked to have seen Nolan Jones play first base. Right-hander on the mound. Owens, Owen Miller's not hitting. Stranded a bunch of guys today. I would have liked to see Nolan Jones at first today. I don't know if he's played first in ages. I know he did a little bit in Columbus, but but yeah, but you know what? They had him playing more first base. You know, in the last few seasons, I mean, I know he was hurt, but he was playing a lot more first base than he was playing in corner outfield. I believe. I mean, he, it's definitely a position he can handle. Listen, it's not like Owen Miller, some Gold Glove guy. There, he's one of the worst defensive first basemen <laughs> I've ever seen. But so, least, but he's so played it at the big losing. league level, right? He's played it at the big league level. That's all. I can see why yes, they did but, that today. But, but Nolan Jones is a big league player, and if he, you know, I, I'm with you 100. percent By the way, while we're recording this. I am watching Yu Chang with the bases loaded in a zero-zero game in the ninth inning 
against Gregory Soto. <laughs> yeah, he, the Soldier Boy. He, the Soldier Boy had a home run last night, and he pitched. Did you see that? He did. Yeah, he, he gave up a home run. He, he gave up a forty. He threw a forty mile per hour changeup, and Jonathan Scope hit it about five hundred feet. Well, as George Takei once told the uh, Ricardo Montalban fake call, well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big battle uh, downtown in Detroit. Rays and Tigers. There you go. We actually would like, you know, for wild card purposes, you, you should be rooting for the unnamed team here. Yeah, but they'll find a way to screw it up. You know, I'm sure they will. I love all the, I love all these people that are like, oh, next stop for Lou Whitaker's the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, if the Tigers wouldn't have ignored him for 20 years and finally retired his number 20 years later, maybe he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Jeez. Sorry. Um, let's get to the pitching matchups for this week uh, before I get riled up anymore. A Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Detroit. A Tuesday night, uh, Shane Bieber on the hill against Tyler Alexander, so a lefty for Detroit. Wednesday, Aaron Savali's back, Todd. Big news. Uh, after yeah. one, one rehab start in Columbus, he's back Wednesday. Usually has decent well, success at Comerica, so he'll pitch against uh, the great Drew Hutchison. Again, we're seeing him for a third time. He's so bad. If they, they already lost to him once. They can't lose to him twice. I, I refuse. I will also say that Savali, I'm happy that he's back because that fifth rotation spot between, we never talked about this, so we need to do it here, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Hunter Gaddis looked... Not ready. Not ready. No. Yeah. yeah. They threw him to the Wolves. The idea of, well, we can't start Pilkington because he's a lefty and Houston just chews up left-handers with all their right-handed bats. But to me, at least Connor Pilkington had some big league experience and I think would have handled himself better. Hunter Gaddis has good stuff. You could see it. But two starts in Columbus. He's not even a top 30 prospect on our list. And that's who you threw in that game? That, that, was, that was ugly. Not a good decision. No, it was not great. It was not great. So Savali's back, so, you know, Gaddis will go back down. Or Gaddis actually was sent back down for Jake Jewell. You're right. There they go. Gregory Soto just walked Yu Chang with the bases loaded. I mean, <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> well, sorry, AJ, inventor of baseball. That's I'm right. Sorry. He's the man. Keep going. Uh, two and ten, Zach Plesak Thursday afternoon uh, against Bo Brisky, who's uh, slated to uh, come off the IL, and then the weekend in Toronto, seven oh seven on Friday, three oh seven Saturday, and one thirty seven on Sunday. Uh, Cal Quantrill against uh, something called Mitch White, Kevin Gosman on Saturday against McKenzie, and then Bieber and uh, Kikuchi on Sunday. Um, Blue Jays can Mitch White. Never heard of him either. Yeah, he a former Met, I believe. Uh, NLO. What Mitch, what about P one listener Mitch Joseph? Give him a <laughs> shout out. I'm using his Peacock password. <laughs> are, are you really? That's oh, so, yeah. that's For solid. Like Listen, that's 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 why he's many one of the many reasons he's the greatest. I'm going to need HBO Max for a hard knocks. So if anybody has HBO Max, uh, let me know. Your 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 brother does. I'll take care. Really? Of All right. <laughs> oh yeah, you got it, dog. There you go. So that's it, man. That's uh, that's the story. Uh, good win today. Good win on Saturday. Crazy week. Fran Mill gone. No, nothing at the deadline. It was a wild week. Really wild week. But again, Tito and then, then the fellas right of the ship here. These were these were not easy games Saturday and Sunday, and they took care of business. No, and I love closing out the week with a win. You know, back in the day, we used to always talk about Sunday wins, and you could watch sport, all the Sunday sports shows when people actually used to do that. We would watch all the highlights. It was great. But most importantly, they won for Dad today because 
you know, on his 80th birthday. I, I can only imagine the party we would have had last night if you were still around. Could you imagine? Oh. We would have had a sick blowout for that. <laughs> he and Les <laughs> Levine, he and Les Levine were up there watching the game today. You know that. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure they're having a couple cocktails together. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was all, it was all. I don't know. It sucks, but you know, one for him, and. Uh, you know, we miss him every day, and he's the reason we are talking baseball all the time. So, and Gregory Soto just walked uh, uh, Yandy Diaz <laughs> with the bases loaded. The Rays, <laughs> the Rays' entire roster is his former uh, Indians and Guardians: Yandy Diaz, Yu Chang, Corey Kluber. Um, who else am I Francisco missing? Mejia, Frankie Mejia. Oh yeah, it's like all <laughs> former guys from our team. Mm-hmm. Kevin Cash, the manager, was our bullpen coach, I believe. Yes, he was. Tito loves him. Hiram Boyd called in yesterday on the fan and said we need oh, to find our God. our Kevin Cash. <laughs> and Tito's got to yeah, go. When that when that happened, when you were like Hiram, and I was like, oh my God, that's the best ever. I was honored. I was honored. Even Zach Meisel said, "Big Hiram guy." I was like, oh jeez, don't don't. This <laughs> amazing. Don't feed the beast. All right, hey, Derry Brothers. What's Hiram going to do now? Wait, hold on. What's Hiram going to do now that Ernie's off the roster? I know he was a big, he was a big Clement uh, hater, so. Big Yu Chang fan. Big No Gravity fan. <laughs> I have a question for the band. <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me to it. All right, man. Well, uh, we're, next week's show will be Tuesday. That way I can be on because I'll be back in time next for that. Next week's show will be Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Let's make that happen, all right? Hey, anything for you, my friend. That'll do it for us. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast on a Sunday edition as the team knocks off the Astros. Currently one and a half back in the division. Still can do this. We are out of room and out of here. Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.